0: Welcome to United Student Ministries Podcast. This is Pastor Izan. I'd just like to welcome you and thank you for checking out our podcast. United Student Ministries exists so that all may know Jesus Christ. We meet on every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at Hillcrest Church. If you can't make it out to a Wednesday night gathering, I hope that this podcast blesses you. I hope that it challenges you and I hope that it will help you draw closer to God. Thank you for checking it out. Um, okay, so we kind of wrapped up what we were talking about before with the Beatitudes. And before Christmas, um, and just before we took a little bit of a break, we were talking about this teaching about um, just godly living. Like what God has set um, for us to be able to live a life that is pleasing to him, to live a life that is blessed by him. And we have a couple more of those to cover but I'm going to postpone that because, you know, we're at the beginning of the year, and everybody is talking about resolutions. <laughs> Who finds resolutions kind of annoying? You're like, person just like, I'm going to lose 20 pounds this year. I'm like, no, you're not. And then I turn away from the mirror, and um, nobody caught that. Okay. Um, so resolutions... I find them kind of funny. I find them kind of entertaining because they're honestly not a bad thing. They're actually a very important thing. I think it's important for us to set goals for ourselves, to challenge ourselves, to uh, get better, to look better, to just be better people. That's important. That is a very um, important human thing for us to do. But oftentimes I think that we get caught up so much that we think if we fail at those things. We're actually not living a good life. Um, so that's kind of—it's well—we'll get into that a little bit later. But growing up, I, I want to tell you guys a kind of a dumb story of me growing up. So I was about six or you know five or six. That was kind of like the year where I was the most stupid because um, I was just dumb. Um, I was a dumb little kid, and I would do dangerous things against all warnings Um, because I thought I was invincible and whatever. And um, so we were up in the mountains in Estes Park, Colorado. Who's heard of Estes Park? Okay. If you've been to Colorado and you're from Texas, you've probably ended up in Estes Park somehow because that's where all Texans are designated to go, or so it seems. And so anyway, I grew up there. We were going to Estes Park with my aunt and uncle, and um, we went to this place called Bear Lake. And throughout the winter, Bear Lake is closed, and then they open it up about March or April. And so we were there mid-March, and uh, the, the lake had just started to thaw out. See, it was frozen solid all winter long. Like, so, it was like so much ice. The ice was so thick that you could drive a truck across the lake. Um, and so <laughs> – the ice was melting, and, but there was still like five feet of snow all around the lake. And that sounds crazy, but the snow was up to here, and you could see it because they carved a path through the snow. And so, anyway, it still looks very wintry out, except the lake was starting to thaw. So I got into a snowball fight with my uncle. And my uncle Steve and I, we were going back and forth, just throwing snow at each other. And then I got the idea, hey, I don't like getting hit with snow anymore. I'm going to just run out onto the lake because he's not going to come out there. Like, he can't run very fast. He's kind of big. And I'm a little kid, and I can't run him. So I just took off as fast as I could onto the lake. And then I hear, no, come back, come back. And it's my uncle. He's yelling at me, my dad, my aunt. Everybody along the side of the lake was yelling for me to come back. And I'm like, heck no, I'm not going to come back. I don't want to get hit with snow anymore. Why would I go back over there? And then I finally turned, and I saw my dad... And my uncle both frantically just, like, flapping their arms trying to get me to come back, to get my attention to come back. And then, like, I was probably, like, maybe from me to Isaac, and they're on the land, and then my dad just kind of, like, jumps out, and his foot goes through the ice. He grabs me, and then I realized, oh, what I was doing was really dumb. Like, I could have died. There was somebody that fell into the lake. I later found out there was somebody that fell into the lake earlier that day, and so my dad was already kind of nervous Because, obviously, he didn't want his kid to fall through the ice into the lake. So I was doing something really dangerous, and I wasn't listening to the voice telling me to be smart and to come back. I wasn't trusting that my uncle and my dad and my aunt and about 20 other people on the side of the lake actually knew what they were talking about to call me back because I thought they were going to throw snow at me. You know, five-year-olds, they think kind of differently. So... I trusted them, and eventually, because I ran back, but I trusted them even after running away, and that trust, I would save my life. I could have ended up way out on this lake through the ice, and I could have died. But I trusted them even after I turned, my, turned away from them to run away. I came back, and they saved my life. So like I said, resolutions, they're really not a bad idea. It's making yourself better it's important for us to make ourselves better and who has like a goal for 2018 not a resolution but a goal who's a goal nobody wow you guys are yes Lexi what's your goal um, I mean, I know, but I that oh okay Lexi has a goal everybody what's your goal to reach a thousand subscribers on your YouTube channel, go subscribe to Devin's YouTube channel. Shanna, what's your to win all the soccer games? To win all of the soccer games. That is a good goal. Literally, like because there's soccer. Huh? Taylor, what's your what's your goal for 2018? Play the piano. Good. Good. So we all set goals, and some of our goals I think as a youth group for 2018. Um, Some of our goals are um, to take a lot of people to camp, to um, do really well at fine arts, to uh, raise a lot of money for Speed the Light. You know, these are things that we can attain. These are things that we can do. And, you know, if we fall short of those things or if we don't take a lot of kids to camp or if we don't have a very large fine arts team or we don't even raise a lot of money for Speed the Light, yeah, we didn't succeed or we didn't meet the goals. But at least we took a step to get there. At least we trusted in ourselves enough to actually do something to have action, to do something and really make a difference. Okay, side trail. So I see a lot of people that set their resolutions, they're excited, and but almost all the time, these resolutions are solely like self-dependent. It's like, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and it's going to benefit me. And there's nothing wrong with benefiting yourself, like I said, but sometimes when you get self-dependent, you eventually will fail. After a week, after three months, whatever it is, we all tend to fail or we tend to kind of slack off with our goals or our resolutions. So I want to change and challenge all of us in our mindset when it comes to resolutions to make some resolutions that actually matter, to make a resolution that will actually change, to be something that is worth our time. To make priority of things that are important. And so we're going to start a little short series just in this time of the beginning of the year called Resolutions. Done up. And it's really just to make priority things that are important. You know, like eating healthy, that's important. We should be a priority. Exercising, it should be a priority. But those things tend to fade. But the things that I'm going to be teaching over the next couple of weeks are things that we should practice in our daily lives, that we should make priority, because these things are truly important. They're truly life-changing, and I believe that it can really change who we are as united, who we are as Christ followers, as people who call ourselves Christians. These are lifestyle changes that you guys can make and that I can make to make ourselves better, to draw closer to God. Okay, so resolution number one. Tonight's topic is trusting God. We should make a priority to trust God because we're on thin ice when we trust ourselves. I was on thin ice, literally, by trusting in my own understanding by running off into, onto that lake. It's kind of crazy. But the main point of tonight I want to hit on is we're on thin ice when we trust in ourselves. So I want everybody to stand up, please. (laughs) Bear with me. I'm getting over a cold. All right, let's pray. Let's pray. I want everybody to hold out your hands like this. We've done this before. This symbolizes just getting rid of everything that might distract us, getting rid of the things that are stressing us out during the day. This isn't a chance to hold your neighbor's hand or anything like that. This is to focus. Let's just focus. Close your eyes. Palms down. God, as we stand here with our palms down, symbolizing that we're letting go of something, I just ask, God, that we'll be able to focus on what you have to say tonight. God, that when we put these things down, we are, in turn, shifting our focus from those things and focusing on you. So turn your hands up. God, with our hands up, we just ask that we will receive from your word tonight. God, open our eyes to see what you are doing. Open our ears to hear what you are saying. And open our hearts to be moved by your Holy Spirit. God, in all these things we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys may be seated. Okay, Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. Reading out of the Christian Standard Version. Um, Not that it matters too much, but... Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. Turn away from evil. Proverbs 3.5. It's on... Uh, who, whose mom has that on a wall somewhere in your house? Like that verse? Yeah, my mom does. It's kind of a mom verse. But I think it's very important and it's very simple for us. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. And in all your ways, know him and he will make your paths straight. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. So I think it's, it's a normal human thing for all of us to get trapped into thinking that we know it all. With any subject that, that comes up, sometimes it's easy for us to get trapped into it thinking, oh, I know what to do. I know what I'm doing. I don't need anybody else to tell me what to do. I know what I'm doing. I know everything about this. Leave me alone. And it's normal for us to have a gut instinct. Who – this isn't a bad thing, so don't feel bad. Who tends to trust your gut? Your gut instinct, you trust your gut. Who would say that that's typically right? Yeah. Okay, that's normal. Your gut instinct sometimes is the Holy Spirit working in you. Sometimes it's your common sense of the things that you know. Your gut instinct is important. But sometimes I think that we get into trouble because we focus so much on what our gut is telling us. And we tend to not focus on what God might be saying. Or we tend to focus and listen to what our friends are telling us. And advice from friends or trusted people instead of actually listening or even asking what God thinks. And we've talked a lot about how to hear from the voice of God. And that comes from reading scripture, that comes from uh, messages like this one. It comes from, uh, sometimes from music, It comes, sometimes comes um, from really trusted mentors in your life. But specifically, I think when we trust solely in our own understanding, we get into some trouble. Because we're on thin ice when we trust in ourselves. So we've talked a lot, obviously, this is church, so we're going to talk about Jesus. So Jesus had this disciple named Peter. We've all heard of Peter. I'm assuming so. Who's heard of Peter? Okay. Peter was a very trusted disciple in Jesus's inner circle. There were three guys that Jesus really took everywhere with him. He trusted those people. He he invested into them even more so than the rest of the 12. So, Peter was one, <coughs> excuse me. Peter was one of these three guys. And Peter had heard about Jesus and he was he went to go check out who Jesus was, and Jesus said, "Drop everything and follow me. Stop everything that you're doing and follow me." And Peter did it. There was all of the disciples tended to do this, but there's something about Peter. Peter, <laughs> I think we can all relate to Peter a little bit, because Peter kind of had a big mouth. Peter kind of just said whatever came to his mind. Peter tended to trust his gut instinct instead of actually listening to Jesus, the Messiah, who he was literally walking. There was a couple times where Jesus, or there was a time where Jesus talked about how the Son of Man will be killed and then in three days he will rise again. And Peter got hyped, he was upset because he said, No, that's not gonna happen. I'm gonna prevent you from dying. There's no way you you can't you can't do that, Jesus. We're not gonna let you die. And Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. One of his closest friends, he said, Get behind me, Satan. Because Peter was trusting his gut. His gut was not in the wrong place. He was trusting his gut and not trusting in the plan that God had already set in place. There's another story that shows Peter's recklessness but also his trust in God. <coughs> in the Gospel of Matthew, verse, or chapter 16, verse 26. Says when the disciples saw Jesus walking onto the sea, they were terrified. And you're like, if they were with Jesus all the time, then how could they be scared? Jesus had told them to get in the boat and to sail to the other side of the lake, and he was going to meet up with them later. He went to go pray. He went to go be alone with God. So Jesus went away. Um, the disciples left, and they're they're going against the wind, and so the waves are kind of hitting the boat and rocking it, and they're kind of getting a little bit scared. And so then they just see this figure walking across the lake. There was no ice on this lake, it was an actual lake. Like people don't just walk on water. This is ridiculous. So they were terrified and they said, It's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. Twelve grown men crying out in fear. Had to be funny. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Have courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Then we see Peter speak up with his big mouth, and he says, Lord, if it's you, command me to come out onto the water. And Jesus says, Bet. Just kidding. He said, Come out here. And Peter started climbing out of the boat. And as Peter's climbing out of the boat, in the middle of this kind of rough seas, he climbs out on the boat, and then he realizes, Oh, I'm walking on water. So he started walking on water and started to come towards Jesus. But then Peter started to look around, and when he saw the strength of the wind and how it was all, like, blowing around and going crazy, he became very afraid. And he began, he began to sink, and he cried out, Lord, save me. So Peter, being super anxious and excited that Jesus called him out on the waves or the water, he gets out of the boat, and then he's like, oh, wait, this doesn't make any sense And he starts to sink. Jesus grabs him and says, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? And then they both got into the boat. And the wind ceased. And everything was calm. And those in the boat worshipped him saying, truly you are the son of God. (coughs) So Peter was very trusting of Jesus. Being in Jesus' close inner circle, he knew Jesus very well. Jesus obviously knew him. And... Their relationship was very, it was very tight. And so for Peter to say, if that's really you, Jesus, call me out onto the water. Jesus called him out on the water. So Peter's like, I'm going. He gets out of the boat and then he's like, wait a second. This doesn't make sense. You can't walk on water. And instead of trusting in Jesus saying, come out here to walk on the water. Peter started to get scared because it didn't make sense in his mind. It didn't make sense in his own understanding. And he got into some serious trouble. He started to sink in the middle of the lake. And Jesus was there, of course, reminding him, like, I'm always here. Get out of the water. Like, what are you doing? You have little faith. Why did you doubt? They got in the boat and everything calmed down. It didn't make sense that, (coughs) excuse me. It didn't make sense to walk on the water to Peter. But he started to do it anyway. Because he had that trust in Jesus from before. But then, when he doubted, Jesus was still there. Jesus was still there. Not just to save him, but to encourage him. Saying, why did you doubt? You already know. You already know who I am. Obviously, you started to walk on the water in the first place. So how often... Do we trust in ourselves or we're in a situation in our own understanding? It doesn't make sense. We're in this situation. We're living life and it doesn't make sense how we're getting through it or it doesn't make sense how these things are happening. And then we start to get kind of in our head and then we start to doubt our faith. We start to doubt God and then we end up in a darker place than where we first began. Or we end up in a place where we are completely hopeless than the place that we used to be with God. We used to be very close with God. We used to be walking with God. You used to read your Bible. You used to pray. You used to hear from God. You used to be excited about the things that God was saying to you. But then circumstance happened or a situation happened and God was still carrying you through it. But then you started to doubt. You started to trust in your own understanding. You started to trust in the things that kind of made sense to you. And then you started to sink. You started to wonder, why am I sinking? Why is my life going downhill? Why is this happening? Like, nothing's making sense anymore. But before, I was getting through it. But now I'm starting to kind of fall down. I'm starting to sink. I'm starting to crumple under this pressure. See, we're on thin ice when we trust in ourselves. When we trust in our own understanding of something, when, we, when it seems to just make sense to us all the time, and then we just start to, to work on what we think is right, we kind of start to push God out of it. We start to think that what we know is better than what God is saying. Where God hasn't answered us in the way that we want him to answer us. There isn't that loud booming voice. And then so we start to lose trust in him. But yet we don't even spend time to hear from him in other ways. We're on thin ice when we trust in ourselves. When we think that we can get through it by our own strength. I'm a strong, independent, young man. I almost said something else. You think that you're strong and independent on your own strength. But i got to be honest with you. That's not enough. You are going to burn out. You are going to fail. It's not kind of what you want to hear in church, right? But when you fail, God is there. God is there to reach out and rescue you, to pull you up, to rescue you from sinking, saying, why did you doubt why did you doubt me? All we have to do is to cry out to Him, saying, God, I've placed so much trust in myself. Lord, I need you. I want to place trust in you again because when I was placing trust in you, it didn't all have to make sense to me because I knew that you were taking care of it. That's where we, that's where we are sometimes. That's where we are after a moment like convention, a moment like camp, a moment, I I don't know what it is, uh, an encounter with God. It could be sometime during an altar time down here, praying with one of our leaders. It could be on a Sunday morning. You could have a God moment. That's great. But what happens when the emotions fade away? Are you still going to trust in the God that let you experience that moment? Or are you going to focus on the waves and the wind all around you and start to sink? If you're sinking tonight, there is hope. And you can get through it. If you're sinking tonight and you say, you know what? I I haven't trusted in God. I've doubted in God. He probably doesn't even want me back. No, he wants you back. He wants your trust again. He wants you to place your faith in him again. Ronnie, I'm going to call you up. So when reality hits and the emotions fade. And life starts to get a little bit scary. We have to remember this. That we're on thin ice when we trust in ourselves. But yet when we trust in God, it is like... It is like that situation that I found myself in out on thin ice. And my dad and my uncle reaching out and grabbing me before I fell through the ice. It's the same thing. We could be running as far away from God as fast as possible in the opposite direction. But the second we turn and realize, oh wait, this isn't right. Then God's right there to rescue you. God is right there to grab you off of that ice before you fall through, before you sink, before you spiritually die out, before you get so uh, consumed in darkness that you forget the light completely. (coughs) It makes sense to turn to what you think you understand. I do it all the time. You know, we last couple months haven't been very easy. It's been pretty tough. But what I understand doesn't matter nearly as much as the trust that I'm placing in God to lead our church in the right direction, to lead my life in the direction, to lead me and my marriage in the right direction. What God has called me to is to trust in him. What God has called you to is to trust in him. Even if you are in the middle of that lake on very thin ice, God is calling to you saying, come back, trust me, don't have any more doubt because you can depend on me. I got this. That's what God can do. And that's what God wants to do tonight. So I want everybody to stand up. bow your heads, close your eyes, with nobody looking around, nobody's looking around, this is between you and God, I want you to ask yourself a few questions, first one, ask yourself, where did I start to sink, where did I start to fall, or trust my own understanding of things, I said that, you probably remember a time, you remember a season where you started to no longer trust in God, but instead started to trust in yourself, started to walk out on the ice because you thought you understood it. (coughs) Second question is, do you want to change? Are you tired of sinking? Do you want to cry out to Jesus and say, I want you, please rescue me, I'm sinking, can't take this anymore if you if you want to no longer sink if you're tired of sinking i want you to come forward if you're tired of being on thin ice and you want to come back to trusting in the lord i want you to come forward our leaders are going to be up here to pray i'm up here too This isn't a moment of of pride. It's okay to admit that you've you've not trusted in God. That you've relied on your own understanding. You've relied on yourself. But what matters is this moment right now. Are you going to come forward? Are you going to say, yes, I'm sinking, but I don't want to sink anymore. Jesus, please rescue me. If that's you, I want you to come forward. Find one of these leaders or find some time at these altars as Rodney plays. I'm going to pray, and after I pray, you guys can come forward. God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for all the students that are here. God, I just ask that even if we're on thin ice, even if we've gotten into trouble, God, I just ask that you will be here Meet every one of these students that are reaching out to you, crying out to you. They're sinking. They trusted in you at one point, but God, now they are sinking. And they've tried to trust and do it all on their own. But now, God, it's time to focus on you. It's time to give you control. Time to give you trust. Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast this week. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at United underscore SM or on Facebook at United Student Ministries.